Joel chapter 2, verse 13. So rend your heart and not your garments. Return to the Lord your God, for he is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and of great kindness, and he relents from doing harm. Is there anyone who would like to go skydiving without a parachute? So why do we so freely jump into the airstream of sin? Anyone up for crossing a busy freeway blindfolded? So why do we blind ourselves to the collisions sure to come? as a consequence of sin? And why, by nature, do we so nonchalantly use any excuse for real repentance? Skydiving without a parachute, crossing a busy freeway, blindfolded, jumping into sin, evading real repentance, they all have inescapable consequences. Therefore, rend your heart and not your garment. What does that mean? Well, it means that we stand unveiled before the Lord, not simply with our clothes torn away, but with our heart torn open. All our hidden thoughts revealed. Every excuse and rationalization stripped away. In the days of our text, when somebody was really upset, they would tear their outer garment in two. Think about how easily we still tear garments instead of rending our hearts. You get into trouble, and what do you do? Blame someone else? Maybe a brother or sister? Did any of you uh, ever try, like one of my children did? Uh, Dad, it was the two-month-old that did it. Right. Uh, Maybe take out your frustration on somebody else. Uh, Brothers and sisters are great targets for that also, aren't they? Find some way to get them into trouble, as if that will make our own trouble easier. Tease them, pick a fight with them take some of their things. Sure, you're all growing up now, so maybe you think you've outgrown that sibling squabbling. Maybe. But do we just find other things to take out our dissatisfaction on? So now you blame somebody else. You get an assignment you don't like, so you shrug it off. Or do it half-heartedly. We have problems. So we throw a book or kick the wall or ridicule someone. There's trouble. And we can always think of why someone else is to blame. Or we just plain feel discontent. There's got to be more excitement to life. So we're tempted to try alcohol, vaping, drugs, or sex. And we presume to think, oh, it won't matter. 
God will forgive us. Or we think, God shouldn't deny me the freedom to find joy and excitement the way I want. It's my fulfillment. That is all just tearing garments. It's a substitute for a rent open heart that without reference to anyone else's faults acknowledges I've sinned. Oh Lord, I've sinned against your very love. I deserve death. Therefore rend your hearts and not your garments. What does that mean? Not only that we stand unveiled before the Lord, but also that we seize the only solution, being covered by His grace. As long as I am acting to appease my own angst, I'm the problem. I'm digging the pit of my disillusion and dissatisfaction and denial into which I am then falling. The Lord can't solve our problem because we're not admitting what the real problem is. I'm seeking relief in me and what I want for me. And that's rebellion against the Lord, the first commandment, and His love. And Satan knows how self-centered we are by nature. As long as He can keep us acting my ways to appease my angst, He has us right where He wants us. Digging our own pit of disillusion, dissatisfaction, and denial. I am the problem. Neither I nor anything in this sin-cursed universe can provide the Relief, rest, and restoration needed. Our heart needs to be rent open to reveal that I don't just make occasional failures. My very nature is set on me and my satisfaction. I'll do what God wants as long as it's what I want. I'll respect my parents as long as they respect what I need. I'll love others as long as they love me. Our heart must be rent open to reveal such is the naked rebellion of our sinful nature that only God's grace can clothe me, clothe you with relief from guilt and the blood of Jesus that washes away the guilt of our sin. And rest in Jesus' love holding you securely in His arms. In restoration to peace with God through the substitutionary obedience of your Savior. Verse 13, Turn to me, for I am gracious and merciful. I will cover you with my grace. Later in the chapter, God says, Whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. 
And Acts chapter 4 tells us whose name that is. There is no other name given under heaven by which we must be saved. Jesus Christ was crucified for your sins. He was raised again for your justification. In Him, your sins have been forgiven. He clothes us with grace. The garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. The beauty of righteousness for the angst of discontent. Smoke alarm? Rocklessly sounds in the night. Do you go on sleeping? A red light is flashing on your carpet. Do you go on driving? I don't have time to deal with it. They like skydiving without a parachute, crossing a busy freeway, blindfolded, jumping into sin, evading real repentance, have inescapable consequences. So don't ignore that red light of conscience. Rend your heart not your garment. Stand unveiled before the Lord that you may also stand clothed by His grace. Every blessing of His grace in Christ Jesus, the only font of purest pleasure. The Lord bless you and keep you The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen. Hymn 347, 347 stands as one and two.